Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Well, welcome uh, and uh, welcome to Epic. My name is Matt, and it's really good to be here with you. Thank you for joining us, whether you're you're here in person or you're joining us online. We we thank you for joining us. I want to just take a minute to catch my breath and. Uh, <laughs> And also to share with you that today is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to, okay? We've, we've um, a couple of weeks ago, we started a fast, a church-wide fast, and we spent two weeks engaging in that fast, and a lot of you guys engaged that with us. And so we started hearing all these stories, your stories, about what God is doing in your lives. And so we thought, man, how cool would it be for you to have an opportunity to share that story with your church family. And so a little bit later on, Tim, he's going to come up and he's going to, he's going to guide us in that. And then uh, we're also going to be celebrating communion together. And so Brian's going to come out and, and guide us through that. But before we get to that, I want to share Psalm 100 with you. <clears throat> Turn my Bible on here. Psalm 100 says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to, to reach each generation. So I encourage you just to, to lean in with us here this morning. God, we lean into you. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. That was really, really cool. So you can go ahead and have a seat. Well, hello and welcome to Epic. My name's Tim Jones, and we are so glad that you are here today. And as Matt said, today is uh, sort of a different service. Uh, as he said, you know, last week we wrapped up our Seek First message series and we ended our fast and we thought today would be appropriate uh, just to have a time of worship, a time to share uh, what God has been doing, and then a time to celebrate communion uh, together. And if you're new, don't worry, you know, you can just sit back and enjoy because in a moment here, we're going to be asking people to come up to these microphones and share. We've had so many people uh, email us and contact us to let us know what God had been personally doing in their lives. And I know you might be a little fearful and everything, um, but the cool part is when we say what God is doing in our lives, we get a upfront picture of just how personal he is. And so I just want to encourage you today, uh, if God did something during this time where you carved out to fast and to focus on him, we need to hear from you today. And I'll give you some instructions uh, in a moment. And then next week, of course, we'll be back uh, in a brand new message series and doing that as well. But here's the question that we're going to be answering today, and we're going to put it up on the screens here. Uh, this is what we would love to hear from you today. How have you seen God work through your time of fasting? That's it. And so I just want you to start to think about your answer and uh, just come up here in a moment. Uh, just talk for 30 seconds. Talk for a minute. 
um, because we may have a lot of people who want to participate. And so as you start to think about that, um, just start to come up now as I continue to give instructions to these two microphones. Um, be mindful, you know, there might be a lot of people today and uh, I may prompt you, you know, as you share, we might have like 20 people on this side or, you know, five over here and everything. And so we'd love for you to start to begin to do that. If you're joining us online, we want you to be able to participate as well. And so we would love for you to, if you're watching on YouTube or some other channel, uh, go to our Facebook page, Epic Church in Palm Coast and type in the comments and answer that question as well. How have you seen God work through this fast in your time, uh, in your life? And we would love to hear your comments and everything uh, as well. And then also in a moment, we're gonna be doing communion later on. So grab some juice uh, now, uh, grab some bread or crackers uh, so that you can participate in communion with us. And then uh, the other thing that I wanna let us know as well is that, um, this is just a time for us to really praise him. And so as someone comes up here and shares uh, what they've said, let's just celebrate them. That's a big step. And, uh, and it's going to be a great time together. I also have some of the comments that you guys have sent in uh, throughout this week as well. I'll be sharing some of those. We've got people uh, around this country, around this world who tune in each week. And that's because of you. And so uh, if you would make your way up to the microphones, uh, just here and here, and uh, it's going to be a great time to share. And so don't be scared. Come on up. I'll get us started. So as uh, with one of them from online here, so come on up as I uh, share this first one uh, right now. So this person that wrote in uh, was sharing um, that they needed wisdom and discernment. And uh, the Lord showed this person that um, they were kind of consumed with twisting information, thinking wrong thoughts about certain situations. And during this fast, as they paused, uh, God began to speak to their hearts about that. And it was really cool. And so this person wishes that they had been aware of that earlier, uh, but so grateful for God to share that now. And so uh, just a cool aspect and everything. And so come on, we need some people. You can come on up. I'm going to start calling on a few of you. I know your name. So, uh, so yeah, there we go. Awesome. All right, give him a hand because he's our first one right now. So, yeah, go ahead. So I uh, decided to refrain, refrain from uh, social media was kind of my big one uh, with so much negativity and, and so much, uh, I don't know, just in instant gratification. I guess I decided to do that and try to develop a closer relationship with Christ. And I found myself after taking social media off my phone that I was able to hear his nudgings and, and feel his nudgings better um, and, and to really feel, I guess, very much enveloped in his love. And it gave me a lot more confidence. It gave me a lot more uh, I guess just peace. Um, so I've decided just to stay away from social media altogether. Um, caffeine, unfortunately I'm back on, but you know, can't, can't do it all, I guess. But, uh, I, what's that? Yeah. 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 No, uh, caffeine, not, uh, not social media. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I can't give that up. I still like my Pepsi too much, but uh, that's 
kind of been my experience with it. It was, it was really very purifying in a lot of ways. So um, I'm very happy to say that social media is just not for me anymore. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. So keep coming on up. I've got another one from online, uh, but come on up as I read this one. This is really cool. Um, this person said, I didn't think I had too many issues until I started thinking about freedom and the messages. And I realized I needed freedom from nine things. That was a big surprise to me. I needed freedom from worry, freedom from self-doubt, freedom from confusion, and several other things. And so I started to make a list. And I said, God, would you start helping me work on one of these things at a time? And this rest of the year, let's keep on working on each one. And so I will not get over these things quickly, but it is a start that I'm aware of and how they affect me now. And so grateful for that. That's cool. Yeah, come on up. Yeah. This is, <clears throat> this is my first time being here. My kids has come. They asked us to come today. And we're all sitting here, and I'm not here to, to criticize nobody, but we have all, each and every one of us, got something that we can praise God for because he gives us everything we've got. Our heartbeat, our children, our health, our finances. And it was 1988, October the 20th, and you're talking about a little fat man that loved the devil. He had me hooked. And uh, I was coming down the road and I caught myself turning around to go get one beer. And I said, no, you got a problem. I pulled over in that ditch and I got out on my knees. I asked the Lord to come in my life and give me the peace I needed and the help I needed to get over that and let me go home and be the father that I was supposed to be to my kids and my family. And he had really showed out to me, and he done that for me. And you know, it tells us that he was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I had a daughter that went through some stuff. Somebody asked me, said, what is? I said, you know, she got her heart right with God. She got saved. And I said, it had to pass through him before it got to her. So he's in control of everything. So everything will be all right. By the grace of God, she's, she's good. And uh, it's something that y'all all need to think about and I hope it don't offend him. It's, it's, it's not a church that gets you to heaven. Whether it be Epic, whether it be First Baptist or Bunnell, it is a relationship between you and Jesus Christ. And, and y'all sit here today and y'all hear the message and you feel the Lord telling you to move and you sit there and don't move. That's Satan because he is alive and well. And he'll tell you, you got another day. You got another day. He don't want you to come to Christ because if it's your time to go and the Lord said nobody knows the day or the time, 
and he takes you home this evening and you've missed your ticket, don't fault these people because they're telling you the truth. So whenever you feel the Lord tugging on your heart, move. Tell old Satan to get under your feet. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing that. That was really cool. So keep coming. Here's a really cool one. Uh, this person said, during my fast, um, I lost something really important, a physical possession. And so I prayed about it. And all of a sudden I found it. It was under my necklace with a cross on it, which just reminded me of his love for me. And so that was just a cool little moment for that person. So come on up. We've got a few more uh, that we need to hear from you uh, today uh, as we do that. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Ricky. Cool. We'll go Ricky. They're kind of twins. I mean, one's taller, one's shorter, though. That's pretty good. Look at that. I was going to say, you look like my stunt double over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's my mini-me so, right there. Hey. Watch out. Watch there, out. There's some handsome bald yeah, men around yeah. here. Absolutely. You Absolutely. kind of planned that. That was awesome. That's my mini-me. So who else was crazy enough to give up coffee? Anyone? I did. No one died. It was amazing. Uh, I gave up coffee and social media, and uh, it really gave me an opportunity to slow things down in my life and refocus and, and get away from all the negativity. We see a lot of negativity in this world right now. And uh, it, it affected my, my family, my work life. Um, it affected how I interacted with people at work, even the negative people. Um, when you go to work and you're seeing all that negativity on social media, it carries through. So to be able to just wipe all that away and go into work every day with a, an open mind and a, an open heart and you know, to be able to love on the people that maybe seem like to you don't need it or don't deserve it, really they're the ones that need it most. So to be able to just dive deeper into doing life with them, getting away from all that negativity, um, not having caffeine to drive me, so that was tough. Um, but it also gave me time to, you know, focus more on God, focus more on his word, uh, focus more on my family and interacting with them. Um, too often we're at home doing this when we should be speaking life into our family. So I think that was really important and uh, very helpful. And I too am staying away from social media and it's been pretty awesome. So. Let me share this one. Uh, this person wrote in and said, I may be literally a thousand miles away, but my heart is with Epic. I watch every week. And this year's fast has been life-changing, so many lessons learned. And the big one, God's grace is all I need. Or maybe even more meaningful for me, in my weakness, I am strong. God is working in me and through me. I have needed many thorns in my side so I could stop and connect with Jesus. I'm connected more than ever to him. And so I am committed to learning and growing through the Bible, daily readings, spiritual growth challenges, and I know God is in control and I leave it all in his loving hands. Thank you again for being such a huge part of my journey from a far away. So very grateful for Epic. So, cool. So this is just great to hear from each other. For those of you who don't know me, I'm one of the pastors here. My name's Trent. 
And uh, one of the things that I've been fasting for is wisdom. And I feel like I need large amounts of wisdom to lead our church well. And if you haven't noticed, our world is a little wacky right now. Uh, so we need lots of wisdom everywhere. So I wish I could say at the end of two weeks of fasting, God had just dumped bucket loads of wisdom on me and I was as wise as Solomon, uh, at least in Solomon's younger years. But I can't say that that happened, especially if you know some of my food choices after coming off the fast. But I was really encouraged last week as, as Brian reminded us of James chapter one, verse five, that tells us if you need wisdom, if you wanna know what God wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly give it to you. What a good God we have. When we ask, when we need, we need wisdom, when we don't know what to do, all we have to do is say, God, I'm not sure what to do. I need help. And he promises, I'll give you wisdom. And then in Proverbs, he tells us that he makes wisdom available and we should search for it like hidden treasure. So he makes it freely available to us and then he says, it's all around. You just have to look for it then you have to apply it to your lives. And so that's what I'm trying to do in my life as a leader here as a church. I ask for your prayer for that continually. And I just wanna say I'm proud of you as a church family. It really is an honor to walk through uh, times like this where we're fasting together and uh, I know a lot of you stretched yourself in new ways and I'm proud of you for doing that. We can learn a lot uh, as we continue to put God first in our lives. So thanks for engaging the fast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me uh, wrap up with this last one. This person, they said during the fast, they woke up with gratitude every single day. That's how I started my day. And that's how I ended my day. And during this two-week time, I really knew that God had this and he didn't need my help. So I spent more time with him and he helped me in such uh, a personal way in my relationship with Jesus. And so, um, you know, that's why we carve out time at the beginning of the year to focus on him, to help us remember throughout this year what it is that he wants us to learn from him and how to stay in step with him um, as we face the many difficulties that we have in this life. Now, as we kind of transition, um, we're gonna be starting to focus on, oh, hey, we got one more. All right, let's go for it. That's Jeremiah, he's from college, fresh off college, so yeah. Um, I did the Daniel fast, um, so I gave up meat and sugar and only drank water. I ate vegetables and fruit and oats. Um, so I felt very just physically weak and in this time, God really showed me that I need to rely on his word. His word is living and it's active and it pierces hearts if you really dig for him. Um, so he just really showed me that all I need is him. And if you really dig for him, you will find him and he will pursue you. So yeah, I, I felt weak and I just always went to the word and made me forget about not having meat. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Could have not said that better. You know, let's pursue him. And in this song, we're going to sing about that, how God pursues us. And so uh, this song, um, we want it to be a song where you focus on the words. We begin to just have gratitude. Thank him for pursuing us. And then as we approach communion, 
uh, just puts us in the right spot to hear from him. And so let's go ahead and pray and then just sing this song uh, as you're seated. So Father, thank you so much for this time. It was great to hear from all these people today. God, you are working in our lives. You are alive and well. You are so personal. And we thank you for that. And so Father, as we come to you in this moment, as we sing these words back to you, let us just have a grateful heart for all that you've done and all that you will do. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for engaging um, in our service today. And I know, like Tim said a little bit ago, it's a little bit of a unique day at Epic. And again, just want to say thank you for engaging in our corporate fast over the last few weeks. Um, I fasted from breakfast and lunch every day. Um, and uh, one of the things that I was asking God for was, um, was clarity and peace. And um, you know anything about my story, the last year and a half of my life, there's been a lot of uncertainty that I never expected in my life. And um, had some major surgery about a year ago. And um, so I've just been asking God for some peace. And what I've been learning in this time of fasting in this season in my life is that uh, even though life is very uncertain, and like Trent said a moment ago, there's a lot of chaos going on in our world. Although that life is uncertain, we can have peace. And uh, we might not have all the clarity that we want and that we need in the moment, but one thing we do know is that um, a close, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ will get us through anything that we're going through. Um, and if you're here today and you're a Christ follower, uh, we're going to invite you to participate in, in communion in just a moment. Uh, when you came in today, you received a little, uh, a little cup, and it's got two different elements in it. Just hang on to that for just a second. We're going to get to that. If you didn't get one on your way in, there's a table set up by the door that you came in. You're welcome just to get up from your seat and go grab one if you'd like to do that. If you choose to participate with us online, uh, you still got a couple of minutes. You can run to your, um, uh, to your refrigerator or to your pantry and uh, nothing sacred about the elements. So if you've got some juice or um, uh, some milk or some water, grab some crackers or some cookies uh, or bread or whatever you have available and um, we'll partake of communion here um, in just a moment. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, maybe you're here today for the very first time and maybe you're checking out church or you're not sure about Jesus or God or the Bible or church or anything like that. We're so glad that you're here today and we believe you're here uh, because God wanted you to be here. And the, the three things that I want you to know today um, is that God loves you more than you could ever imagine or dream. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world, that's you, um, that he gave his one and only son. And we're going to experience in just a moment what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross for our sins. The second thing I want you to know is that Jesus died and paid for your sin debt. Um, there's not anything that you've ever done, you are doing, or you ever will do uh, that Jesus did not die and pay for. And we're grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus paid on Calvary's cross over 2,000 years ago. And the third thing I'd want you to know is that we care about you and we're glad you're here today. And uh, we hope that at some level, uh, today's um, service will impact you and point you to the one that we have our hope in. Um, I was reminded as I was reading in scripture over the last few weeks, and one of the things I committed to do in my time of fasting was just to spend a little bit extra time every day uh, in the scripture, and particularly in the New Testament part of the Bible known as the Gospels. 
Uh, those are the eyewitness accounts that we have of Jesus. And uh, uh, the week, the last week of Jesus's life on planet Earth is what's commonly known as the Passover week. And on Thursday evening of that week, Jesus gathered his disciples together in an upper room and he had one last meal with them. We, we know it as the Lord's Supper. Um, some people call it the Eucharist. Uh, communion, whatever name you label it, it's representative of that moment in time just before Jesus went to the cross to accomplish the Father's will um, in his life. And I don't have time to read the whole passage, but you can go read it in Luke chapter number 22 is the part, is the gospel that we're going to look at today. And I want to read just a couple of verses there. And then I want to take you to another passage of scripture. And I want you to listen for the parallels in the, the two passages of scripture, okay? So, so on, on that night when Jesus gathered his disciples and he told them one last time, guys, this is why I came to earth. This is why the Father has sent me. Uh, I'm about to, uh, to have my body broken and nailed to a cross. I'm about to have my blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. And in that moment, he reveals himself as the Messiah and, and he does it through, through the meal. And the Bible says in Luke chapter um, 22, Starting in, uh, in about verse number, um, let's start in verse 17. It says, then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I tell you from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he goes on in verse 20 to say, in the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, this is the cup, is the new covenant established by my blood, which is shed for you. So Jesus, in a common meal with his disciples, once again revealed himself as the Messiah and, and shared with them, fellas, here's, here's what's about to happen. I'm going to be nailed to a Roman cross. And my body is going to be broken and my blood is going to be shed. But it's the reason and the purpose that my father has sent me on a mission. And when Jesus died on that cross, he paid for every sin of every human being who would ever live for all of human history. That includes you. That includes me. Um, on Sunday afternoon, Friday, he's, he's arrested. He's tried. He's crucified. He's laid in a borrowed tomb, the scripture says, and he's there all day Saturday. And on Sunday morning is what we know as Resurrection Sunday. It's the reason why we celebrate corporately in, in church on Sundays. Um, uh, we call it Easter a lot of times. Uh, but on Sunday afternoon, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, decides to reveal himself to a couple of uh, of people who were in Jerusalem experiencing all that had happened in Jesus' life that last week of his life. And that's where I want to go to Luke chapter 24, just a couple of pages over from where we just read the, the Last Supper. 
and listen to uh, the similarities as Jesus revealed himself to these two fellows. So let me give you a little bit of a backstory, okay? Jesus has already been crucified. He's already been placed in a tomb and he's resurrected from the grave. And he's in his resurrected body. And there's these two disciples on the road back to their hometown, which is a little town called Emmaus. It's about seven miles northwest of the city of Jerusalem. And they're walking back home, contemplating everything that has happened in Jerusalem throughout the Passover week. And they really thought this guy that everybody was talking about named Jesus was the son of God, the the Messiah, but they didn't expect him to be nailed to a cross and and, and die. And they thought when when he was dead, that that was the end of the story, that there's no more hope. And then they're on their way back home trying to figure out what does all this mean? And guess who shows up on the road with them walking back home? Jesus himself. But he keeps himself hidden so that they don't recognize him. And I want to pick up the story in in Luke chapter um, number 24, starting in verse number 28. It says, they came near to where they were going, and he gave the impression that he was going further. In other words, Jesus walked along the Emmaus Road with them back to their village. They got to their home, and Jesus says, hey, guys, it's been great hanging out with you today. Uh, I'm going to head on, head on down the road. And, and, and they wanted to spend more time with this guy because of what they had experienced on the road with him. And I would encourage you to go read Luke chapter number 24 today uh, to get the whole context of the story. But in, in verse 20, it says, but they urged him, stay with us because it's almost evening and now the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And notice what happens next. Listen to the similarity of the scene that we just read a moment ago in the upper room with the disciples. It says in verse 30, it was as he reclined at the table with them, the same posture that he had with the disciples in the upper room. As he reclined at the table with them, it was that he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. Here's something that I have never, ever, ever seen in this passage of scripture. The the guest became the host when it came time for the meal. The guest, Jesus, and again, they they don't understand and know that this is the resurrected Messiah. But when they got ready to to sit down and have a meal, they invited Jesus into their home. And as they sat down to have the meal, Jesus now becomes the host. And I believe one of the reasons that Jesus became the host is because of what happens next. It says, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. So they said to each other, weren't our hearts ablaze within us while he was walking with us on the road and explaining the scriptures to us? And that very hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the 11, those are the rest of the disciples, and those with them gathered together who said, the Lord has certainly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then he began to describe what had happened on the road. And look here, and how he, that's Jesus, was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. So here's what I believe about about communion, about the Lord's Supper. I believe it's an invitation to us from Jesus himself to reveal himself to us in greater ways. 
And when he says, do this in remembrance of me, what he's saying is every time you, you do this, and we do this several times a year at, at, at Epic, um, he says to remember and reflect on what I did for you when I allowed my body to be broken and my blood to be shed. And it's an also a declaration time for us to declare our faith and our trust in him and him alone and to look forward to an eternal home that he has prepared for us that's perfect and that's eternal. So as we partake of the Lord's Supper today, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna invite you to, to take the small end of your, of your, um, your little cup there and uh, take that, that white lid and just peel it back and you'll find a little wafer there. And we're gonna uh, take communion together this way. The Bible says that when Jesus had that meal with both his disciples in the upper room and with those two men on the road to Emmaus, that he broke the bread and he blessed it and he gave it to them. And then he did the same thing with the cup. He poured, he poured wine into a cup and he shared it with his disciples and he blessed it and they partook of a meal together. Uh, so I'm gonna invite you to, to pray just a moment of prayer. And here's the prayer that I, I would encourage you to pray today. Um, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. And then ask him to reveal himself to you in new ways. Because here's what I believe. Jesus will reveal himself to us in the simplistic things of life that we do every day if we'll look for him. So that means when you're having a cup, cup of coffee tomorrow, uh, Jesus will meet you in that moment if you'll let him. When you're walking on the treadmill at the gym or you're riding your bike in your neighborhood um, or you're sitting at your desk at work uh, or you're taking a lunch break, it's in the simplistic moments where Jesus desires to have close personal time with us. And if you'll ask him to reveal himself to you in the simple moments of life, I promise you, you'll see him in greater ways than you ever imagined or dreamed. So this is your time with God. I'm going to pray and bless the elements, and then we're going to partake of them um, together. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord Jesus, we come to you today. Um, thank you for the um, amazing time that we've had together this morning already. And Lord, just for the testimony that we've heard uh, for the opportunity we've had to sing to you and about you that helps us to set our hearts and our minds on you. And today, we just want to take a moment as we close our service to say thank you for, um, for doing something for us that we so desperately need. Thank you for allowing your body to be broken. Thank you for shedding your blood so that we could have a personal relationship with you. And God, if there's somebody in the sound of my voice who's never experienced the eternal free gift of salvation, I pray that today would be the day when they would say yes to you and invite you into their life to forgive them of their sins. And today would be the day when you write their name in, in your reservation book in heaven for all of eternity and you would begin a personal relationship with them to where you reveal yourself to them in the, in the daily moments of life. Uh, Jesus, we're grateful that you stepped out of heaven came to this earth to show us how to live and died so that we can know you, be forgiven, and spend eternity with you. So thank you for allowing your body to be broken. 
Thank you for shedding your perfect, sinless blood. And we acknowledge and say thank you. And we're grateful today. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. I encourage you to partake of the wafer. If you'd flip that cup over and just peel that large white lid back. Let's partake of the cup together. In one of the other gospels, it says as they left the upper room that they sang a song together. So we're going to close one more song. And I'd invite you to engage in this song. And uh, let's wrap up our worship time together. Thank you for participating today.